You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. Welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast. I have my co-host here with me, Ingrid, and today we have a, a special topic. Uh, it's about the differences between reacting and responding to different situations. Um, I made a post on this on my uh, public Facebook group. Uh, we have one called uh, Fitness Nutrition Mindset in Moncton, but it's really for anybody. There's people from basically all over the world in that group. Uh, so if you haven't joined that group, feel free to do so. Uh, there's a lot of uh, tips, 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 tricks, uh, advice, um, some inspirational things, I guess, in there. Uh, basically, it's just me being real and giving you some of the, the things that have worked well for me and my clients uh, to help with those three pillars, uh, fitness, nutrition, and mindset. So, Ingrid, welcome. Welcome Hi. back. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's a pleasure. A lot of people that I work with, I know they struggle with the reactions that they they do in their life with regards to not just fitness, nutrition, mindset, but also in their family, workplace, kind of their daily life. Have you found that as well with your, your clients? Oh, absolutely. I would say that reactions happen throughout your daily life, um, whether it's at home or at work, any any kind of situation, really, in traffic. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. And we're not saying that all reacting is bad. Um, sometimes reacting can be good. For instance, if you're at a baseball game and you have a, a baseball coming directly at your head, you need to react quickly. Mm-hmm. You don't want to sit there and think, I see there's a baseball coming at my face. I wonder what the appropriate... Bang! You're like, you can't. <laughs> you need to react in certain situations in which it's good for your self-preservation. However, there are certain times when reacting is not the best choice where we need to basically stop, right? And think about what, how we're going to respond to that situation. Why don't you just take a quick moment and go through what the difference is? So, I think it's pretty useful and yeah. I think it's pretty clear actually as well. So I, I believe the main difference between reacting and responding. So reacting is making a decision under your impulses and emotions. And it's very, very quick. It's almost, I can't say it's instantaneous because there there is a moment when the, the trigger happens and then when you react to it, it might be extremely quick, but it's still, it's still very fast. There's time there. And I think responding is basically creating time between the trigger and how you react or respond to that. So I think that's the main difference is one uses time with a little dose of logic and reason thrown in there yeah right yes i would almost say that reacting is the response without the thought interesting yeah thoughtless response i know that sounds kind of terrible but right and and i guess you could think about it that way so you know we often see on these like personality scales um you know thought versus emotion it's that you kind of see them as two different things they really work together but i can see that as being the difference between reacting and responding 
Well, if there's no time to think about your response, I do believe then that would be a reaction. Yeah. Hmm. So what are some situations that you've come across in your life where you've, I want to say, uh, I don't want to say fell victim to, but <laughs> chose to re react as opposed to respond because we're not perfect. Right. This, this podcast, Ingrid and I are not perfect by any means. No coach is. And I want people to be, that's kind of like the little disclaimer here. We still have situations in which we react and then we look back and be like, damn, I wish I didn't do that. So let's, let's just be real here for a moment. Oh gosh, Kevin. Well, I'm not going to be proud of it, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but reacting to mom, mommy. <laughs> Mom, mama, mommy, mom, mom, mommy, mom. The other day I said, if I hear it one more time, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so I feel that sometimes dealing with small children, I just need to step back and take a little time to just make a decision on how I'm just going to choose to approach the situation. If I do it with no thought, I will almost always regret at least a tone, a word, and you know our children are always listening and picking up on everything we do. So um, that would be the number one uh, reason that I have in my life had to just choose response. When I, when I saw that Family Guy clip of Stewie <laughs> doing that to Lois, Lois, <laughs> mom, I thought it was a joke. Like this was, I, I think I saw it before I had kids or before my kid could start talking. I was like, ah, that's funny. That's funny. That's a really funny thing. And then I was like, oh, damn, it's actually real. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the same thing. Same. Um, I've obviously had moments of uh, where I looked back and I thought, mm, probably could have made a better, better choice there, better decision in how I reacted or responded to something my child did. Um, for me, it's traffic. I, you know, I'm a pretty calm guy, but throw me in some deep traffic with some stupid drivers and I will get ragey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're allowed. And it's not like I'm not the type, like I don't have a baseball bat in the back of my car or anything. <laughs> like I'm not going to get out and actually like approach anybody. I, I just. But you can feel that building up. Oh, so, yeah. so. What do you do? Yeah. So the feelings, like, yeah, it's not just emotional. It's, there's a physiological feeling. Like I can, I feel warm. I can like, almost like it's boiling up. Uh, my head gets hot. Uh, it's a certain kind of it's crazy. negative energy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's, you know what? That's why I started doing CrossFit. Oh yeah. To get rid of the negative energy. Interesting. Yeah. So I could be calmer and deal with those things ahead of time. But that's another episode. So what there's, and we'll talk about, we have four tips coming up for, um, how you can choose to respond more over reacting to situations. Um, but just for the traffic one, if anybody else also suffers from that road rage or whatever, um, what I do. So I, I remember one day specifically I was coming down, I think it was Mount Royal and it's just a stop sign onto a very busy street. It, I looked both ways, left and right, and it was just endless traffic. And 
I could feel myself, I could feel it starting to happen. <laughs> and I, all I did was I asked myself the question, are you going to be here all day? The answer is no, no. I'm not going to be here all day. There will be a break in traffic at some point. And then just by asking myself that question, I was, I just, I could feel everything kind of calm down again. I'm like, well, if I sit here for five minutes, then I sit here for five minutes. I'm going to throw on a podcast and, and <laughs> listen to it. Right. So, um, that's kind of, we'll, we'll dive deeper into that later on, but, um, I have something that I do in traffic as well. It's roll my shoulders back. Mm, posture. Just, oh, what did you just do right now? I took a nice deep breath while right. I did it. Segway. Here, here we, we go. go. Tip number one. Whenever you find yourself in a situation where you're about to do a reaction where you might regret later, that first tip is take a deep breath. People sometimes say, ah, sometimes you don't always have the, the time to respond. And I think you will more than likely most of the time have time to take a deep breath. So it could be mom, mom, mama, mama. There you go. Just take a deep breath. When you take a deep breath, it changes your thoughts, your feelings, your, your physiology. It kind of down regulates everything so that you can more appropriately respond to that situation, whatever it is. I love it. I also want people to know ahead of time that you can recognize that you have a choice in the matter right away. Always a choice. Yeah. So as you're breathing in, you have to take that breath before you yell at your kids anyway. You got to you got to suck in some air. <laughs> so suck in some extra air and convince yourself if you need convincing that you can choose what comes out next. So the idea behind these four tips that we're going to give you here is really just a way to create time. And when you create time, you create space. And with that space, you then have the opportunity to use your thoughts, aka your rationale, to come up with a better response or solution to whatever problem is in front of you. So literally taking a deep breath, it might not take a long time, but it is more time than you would normally take to react or respond to that situation. So I think I just want to say that before we kind of move on. All of these tips are about creating time and space, and that's, that's really it. Um, to kind of go along the same lines with the breath is just timing it out. Say like, okay, I'm going to take some breaths for 10 seconds. And you're really just giving yourself an adult timeout. That's it. Sometimes we need those. Yeah. Remove yourself from the situation at hand that's in front of you just for 10 seconds, maybe 20, whatever, and then come back into it. And I guarantee you'll have a more rational mind to create a better response. The people around you will definitely appreciate it as well. And then you'll have less to think about later when you're going over your day and your choices. There you go. So you made good ones. So tip number one is take a deep breath or just take a, take a time out. Just step back from it. Number two, and it's kind of what I mentioned in my uh, traffic talk there, my example, but number two is ask questions. And this is all about coming into that situation with a very curious mindset. So I'll give you another example that I've used with a client just, just yesterday. So she said, um, 
you know, her meals are pretty good. And then it's once the kids are in bed, she goes downstairs to the kitchen and she wants a snack, but she just ate supper. So she's not hungry. She's, she's fully satisfied. I said, okay, where are you going? Are you looking in the fridge? Are you looking in the pantry? What was the answer? Fridge. No, the pantry. What was a pantry? Because what's in the pantry? All Carbs. The, all the easy stuff. Yep. Yeah. It's all the it's all the the easy food, the the stuff that comforts us, right? So, I said, okay. So when you open that cupboard or the pantry, you ask yourself the question, "Why am I here?" And you have to be honest with yourself. You can't lie, right? You have to just ask it and very sincerely answer it. So I can tell if I'm in, in the pantry at nine o'clock at night, why am I here? It's not because I'm hungry. It's because I'm bored, bored. or frustrated or tired or so, something, right? It's some other emotion that's not hunger. So just take time and ask yourself the question, what am I doing? Or ask yourself any question, like, like in that traffic example, am I going to be here all day? The answer is no. Right. We're going on a flight tomorrow. Are there going to be delays? Maybe. Is there anything we can do about it? No. So why get frustrated about it? Those are things that are outside of our control. If they are within your control, then do something different. Do something about it. Take a deep breath. Ask yourself the question. Be curious and then make a better decision. I love that. I love the part about worrying about if it's in your control or not. That's kind of what I was thinking about earlier when I lost my train of thought when we were discussing. The question and curiosity part, is this something that is going to make a difference? Is this something that is in my control or out of my control? Um, I find those questions, if you're really honest with yourself, will be very guiding, like instantly that. guiding. Yeah. Number three is identifying triggers ahead of time. And this is, it might not always be possible to do this, but there are certain situations that you'll get into that you can, you just know, like you just know. So like a long car trip with the family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could have a few triggers involved along the way. <laughs> so we took those kids and then we put them in the, in a car with road ragey uh, Kevin. Yeah. Woo! Could be a lot of that's stuff a recipe going on. right there. So that's uh, that's great uh, great example. Another one could be if you're you're going out to eat uh, with some friends. Are there going to be drinks around you? If that's the case, then that might influence you to react to the situation and also start drinking. If that's that's what you want. Great. Go for it. But if you're trying to make progress in your fitness nutrition mindset and you don't want to go all out and, you know, get blackout drunk, you need to be aware of the triggers ahead of time. Um, could be going out to eat and you just know that there's going to be, you know, Super Bowl Sunday and there's going to be food everywhere and it's probably not the best food. So you can see those ahead of time. And that's, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. Did we not? Well, this, yes, we talked for our pause button mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Identifying ahead of time what the plan's going to be all or nothing or something in between. Yeah. And so <laughs> I guess that's identifying the triggers. It kind of goes along the same lines of that is knowing if, if you're going into a situation, don't use it like a light switch, whether it's like, 
I'm going to be either 100% on or 100% off. You know, yes, I'm going to a Super Bowl party and there's going to be food, but I don't have to eat every single thing that's in yeah. front of me, right? Yeah. You can How use it. much am I going to turn that dial back? Yeah. So instead of just flicking it on and off, you just say, I'm going to dial it back. Yeah, I'm going to have some things, but I'm going to make sure I fill up on, you know, protein first before filling up on all the other chips and carbs and other things that are there. Love it. Um, you know, going back to the traffic thing, if I'm leaving work at five o'clock, I am aware ahead of time that traffic is going to be bad to get home. So just being, just knowing it, awareness and an acknowledgement of that generally can help you in your expectations about what's about to happen. So if you just kind of go home and you expect to get home super quick at five o'clock after work, you're going to be slammed pretty hard with the reality that that's not going to happen. So no, you would rather set your expectations a little closer to what reality is actually going to be. Absolutely. And that, that comes back to like what you just said earlier about your sphere of control is traffic within your control. Absolutely not. Right. But you're in control of yourself. How you react or respond to that traffic is 100% within your control. And that comes with basically the identifying triggers is setting your expectations beforehand. It's really, it's really just the same thing. Great. We'll have that discussion tomorrow when you're expecting delays in Montreal before we even leave Moncton. Oh my God. You're going to have to chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've been asking people, <laughs> uh, Remy at the gym this morning, he said he went through Montreal a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, so was it, how were the delays? Cause I'm, I'm really just trying to set my expectations before <laughs> he's like, Oh, they weren't that bad. And I heard from another guy that came through and he's like, Oh, it was a crap shit. Like it was absolutely terrible. I'm like, okay. So it's somewhere between not bad and absolutely horrible. I'll set my expectations at the horrible. Yeah. So <laughs> our bar low and then we'll have a great day. And if it's better, then great. Yeah. Awesome. That's it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, last tip here is, and a lot of listeners might find it kind of fluffy duffy. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm the one that rhymes. I love it. Fluffy duffy. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, last tip here is use a mantra. And what I mean by that is I have a personal mantra that I use when I've created the space. So this, this almost has to come after you do that breath. So kind of do your breath, take that 10 second timeout, your little adult timeout session, and then use a mantra. And the mantra that I use consistently and and frequently is I have a choice in how I respond. And that's my mantra. That's it. That's all, that's all I think about. If my kid is screaming at me, I remind myself after I take a breath, I have a choice in how I respond to this screaming kid. If I choose to respond with, with more screaming back, that situation just escalates. It gets, well, she yelled and then I yelled louder and then she yelled even louder than that. And it just keeps going up, 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 up. And nobody wants to be there. That's not a it's not a good moment in, in anyone's day. So if I take that breath, take a few seconds, I have a choice in how I respond here. Okay, now I'm going to ask a question. What's going to be the best response? What will, what will provide a better outcome? Sometimes it might just be 
walking away. That might be a good response. It's worked for me before. Yeah. Lots of times. Sometimes it doesn't. And the the yelling just follows you <laughs> wherever you go. I feel like you're thinking about one specific person right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's a, a dependent in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dependent in your house. That's true. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how, that's the mantra that I use. It, it can be anything. You can have you know, your own mantra that, that you use? Do you have one mm-hmm. that you use frequently? Uh, no, not really. But I was thinking about uh, some reading I was doing by the fabulous Lisa Nichols. And she kind of combines some of these things. Um, I want to go back to where you were asking questions and being curious. She has posted her mantras in places where she typically needs to stop and ask herself the questions so it's kind of double double header when she goes to the pantry and she want you know figures she should ask herself why the mantra is already there in front of her it says what food is to her I think it says something like food is the fuel for my body whatever it is you know it's it's gorgeous I wanted to steal it right away when I read it so um you know for instance you could have a mantra posted in in your car right on the dash of your truck or whatever it is. So um, these tips that you've given out are awesome by themselves, but in combination, really, really killer, I think. Magical. Yeah. Abracadabra. Imagine if you could step back and breathe, ask the questions (laughs) and the mantra. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, really, you do what you can with the time that you have available to you, depending what the situation is. Um. But the more the more ref, pre-reflection you can do on what might happen, the better. So arm yourselves with, with all of these special tips. Yes. Yeah, so, so we kind of started this by saying the more time you build from the trigger to the response, generally the better the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you do all four of these things in combination, you've created a large buffer, a, a huge time so that you do have that better opportunity to have a better response. And it's funny that you said that about the the note in the pantry because that was our action item from the, the client I was talking about. Was it? <laughs> exactly the same. Oh my gosh, wow. So we were gonna, she was gonna write it and she was gonna, actually gonna get her kids to help her create it. Like it was gonna be like this arts and craft project. Because oh. th- here's the thing, if she were just to kind of like write it on a post-it note in the regular way that she writes everything, it wouldn't stick out enough to make a difference. Your brain would just filter it out because it looks like everything else that you typically write. So I said, I want you to make it big, bold, and colorful. And she goes, oh, I'm going to get my kids to help me with that. And I'm like, ah, that's even better. Now it's a family activity. Uh, and there'll be less chances. Now they won't of, let you take it off the fridge. Yeah. So she's <laughs> or gonna, wherever it is. Yeah. So she's going to make this note that says, why am I here? and put it on the inside of the pantry. So every time she opens it, she'll see it and be like, oh, right. Uh, And it might be because I'm hungry. And if that's the case, cool. You've answered the question honestly. But if you open the cupboard and you see the question, why am I here? And you answer, because I'm bored. I don't know. Then you turn around, right? Close the pantry. do something different. Anyway, it's funny that you mentioned that. And I I just remembered that that was our... Our action item for, for the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> that's funny. Awesome. I know this wasn't a 
a super lengthy one, but I think this podcast or this episode was jam-packed with practical and useful information, which is always my goal here. My goal is for this not to be a, an inspirational uh, podcast about resiliency. I want it to be a practical podcast about resiliency. So I've been getting a, a, a lot of feedback from people. Um, the last episode with Ed was a huge hit, and I definitely plan to bring him back because I think we really only scratched the surface on on our identity talk. Um, I don't know. I've been having a lot of fun with this, and if you guys have any suggestions on topics that you would like us to cover, uh, things like pain points or you know problems that you have in your life, whether it comes to fitness, nutrition, mindset, anything about your health or wellness, uh, send me a message. My contact info is in the show notes. And again, like I said at the start, feel free to join our Fitness Nutrition Mindset uh, Facebook group. Um, just search for Fitness Nutrition Mindset in Moncton and uh, jump in that group and we'll be happy to help. I love that group because it's so varied, but everything is so incredibly helpful and practical, like you said. And relevant usually. And relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Just applies to everybody. All right. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you at the gym. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.